Hey, and welcome to the Resound Church podcast. Whether it's your first or your 40th time tuning in, we're so glad you're here and we pray you get something powerful from this sermon. Today, what I want to speak about is change. Who likes change? Really? Okay. Well, before I do that, I want, um, is Frank and Pam here? Yep. Do you guys want to stand up for me? And um, Mum, do you want to stand? And I want anybody that's been here for 40 plus years, can you stand to your feet? Sue Baxter, Terry Baxter, up your hop. All right. I want you to look around and have a look at these people. Do you reckon I could have the house lights up a little bit so I can see the people? That would be great. Thank you. All right. So see all of these people, they've been here for 40 plus years. See these seats? Guess what? When they first came, Frank and Pam came 40 years ago today, right? You can sit down. You may be seated. But these people were here when we first put out those yellow chairs. Yeah. And now all these years later, they get to observe change, right? Now, we all have observed a lot of change over the years. If you talk to these people this morning or anybody that's um, as old as me, you will understand that there has been a lot of change over the years that you sometimes go, I like change, but I don't like change, right? Some of us struggle. I struggled in change when my children went off to um, school. Every child, I wore my sunglasses because I knew I was going to cry. I would take them into the classroom. I'd drop them off. I'd walk out and I'd be a basket case. I'd be a mess, crying. I know most of you would be thinking, weren't you happy to get rid of them? But there was something in me. Then, then they went and got married on me. And I cried. But here's the best. Then I went to the start of my grandchildren's first day at school. I wore my sunglasses and I cried. Because change is not always easy. We make New Year's resolutions. We say, I'm going to change my diet so I can lose some weight. I'm going to do this so I can be more healthy or I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to do all of this kind of stuff. You know, I looked up the five New Year resolutions, the most popular, and they are exercise more, quit smoking, lose weight, make time for the family and get organised. The problem is, change only happens when we recognise the change needs to happen and we put into action for the change to take place, right? So we can say all we like every year, I'm going to lose 10 kilos. I think I've said it every year for I don't know how long and I've never lost the 10 kilos. Why? Because I haven't taken into action what needs for the change. The word change means make someone or something different, replacing something with someone or something else, substitute one thing for another. I wanted to go further into the word change, so I looked it up in the Hebrew. And the Hebrew word for change means replace, exchange, switch, swap or substitute. I don't want to talk about our New Year's resolutions today. 
what I want to talk about is what is God asking for you to change in your life right at the start of 2024 that is going to catapult you for this year to do what God's asking you to do? What are the areas that God has been challenging you on for a long time, but you have resisted the change for it to take place? So I want you to ponder a question right now. What needs to shift in your mindset or be let go of for you to go deeper with Jesus this year? What changes need to happen? You know, last week, Wayne spoke about worry. When we were, um, when I was growing up and then when we were dating and then got married, I'd always go, oh, Wayne, I'm so worried. I'm so worried. And his greatest thing was, don't worry. Philippians 4.6, is that right? Don't worry. And I'd be like, is it right for you to say? The problem was I needed to change some mindsets for me to shift my thinking for the change to take place. In Romans 12.2, it says, don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Let's stop there for a minute. Don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. But Ruth, I can't seem to change this habit in my life. Ruth, this addiction has gripped me and it won't change. Ruth, I am a worrywart, I can't change it. Ruth, I have anxiety, I can't change it. Well, what this Scripture is saying right here is that when we allow the Holy Spirit to come upon us, us and allow Him to capture our thoughts and our thinking and we begin to look at Him and say, God, you're in control. Change happens not by necessarily us saying we can't, but by us releasing, surrendering, allowing the Holy Spirit to take control and the change happens. And how do I know that? Because it says here, Transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Often as a pastor, I get asked the question, I don't know the will for my life. Ruth, I don't know my purpose. I don't know what God wants for me. But here in this Scripture, it says when we allow the Holy Spirit to capture our minds, when we allow the Holy Spirit to capture who we are, then suddenly we will know the will that He has for our lives. The challenges of change come from our tendency to see them as problems, not willing to confront what needs to change. But the first thing we need, I'm spitting, I'm so sorry. Can I have my water, please? The first thing that we need to understand here is that if you've been doing the same, same for a long time, there is no condemnation to them in Christ Jesus. In Romans 8, 1 to 2. So now therefore, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The word condemnation means an expression of strong disapproval. 
Ruth, I have this addiction and I am sick of it. It won't change. I feel condemned when I come into the presence of God because it won't shift. The Scripture says there is no condemnation. As we come into His presence, that we are willingly able to come. We are coming into a God who is a God of mercy, grace, who will come and be with us. But as we surrender and allow Him to take control, things can shift and change can happen. Jesus does not cause us to feel a strong disapproval, but one of love, grace and mercy. You know, Jesus loves you no matter what. If we're living according to our sinful nature, what is our mind set on? So what needs to change? What mindsets need to shift? What do you want to do that is different from what you did last year? I believe as a church that God is calling us into a greater relationship with Him. I believe that He wants to do an even greater work in our hearts and our lives. I believe He wants to shift some of us that have been stuck. We've been stuck the same, same. I don't wanna come to church week after week after week and it just be the same, just doing the motions. That's not what it's about. Katie said this morning that it's actually not about us. It's about giving glory and honour to our Father in heaven. It's by putting Him into His rightful place and saying, you are the Lord of our lives. You're in control. And as we begin to release what is in our lives and say, God, I don't wanna be the same as I was last year. I'm entering 2024. I'm embracing the change that you wanna do in my life. I'm embracing what you wanna shift off me, take off me, remove off me so that I can be all that you've called me to be. See, the Scripture says He has a will for our lives. And the will is to honour Him, to glorify Him and to do what He wants us to do, to be who He wants us to be. In Romans 8, 5 to 9, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. When you're doing something that you shouldn't be, Do you feel that internal of like, oh, I just want that changed. Why can't I read the Bible every day? Why can't I do this? When that comes, are we allowing our mindset, our sinful nature to be in control? And are we willing to surrender and say, Holy Spirit, I want to give you my life this year, 100%. I want you to control me. I want you to lead me. I want you to be able to speak to me at any moment. That when I'm out in the shopping centre and you speak and say, speak to that person, that when I speak to them, something happens. That when I'm in my workplace and I walk in the door, people notice the change and I haven't done anything. That when I speak, I speak your name. And as I speak your name, things happen because it says in the Scripture that the name of Jesus causes things to take place. There is power in the name. There is power in who Jesus is. And as we surrender and we allow, 
allow him to change the areas of our life that need to be shifted, things happen. See, if we go on, it says, so letting your sinful nature, verse six, take nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your minds leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you had the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. Whoa. What's the area that seems to trap you? I don't believe God can heal. I just don't believe it. He's never done it for me, so it can't happen. Well, you need a mindset change. Because He is the sovereign God and what He chooses to do, He will do. But He is the miracle working God. It says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We have to change our mindset to allow the Spirit of God to be in control The reason that we struggle at times is number one, a lack of submission to God's ways. When God is asking us to change, we can resist because we don't want to submit to the ways of the Lord. For change to take place, it is a surrender back to Jesus. I'm all right about coming to church on Sundays, Ruth, but don't disrupt my week. It's really cool. It's my week. I own it. God can have Sundays, but I own the week. But when we surrender our whole life to Jesus, you don't own your week. You don't own your life. He does. Total surrender. What needs to change for freedom? What needs to change for the worry to come off? What needs to change for the anxiety? What needs to change for those things that seem like their addiction, as silly as they might be, a game on your phone? What needs to shift that the addiction takes over to what the Holy Spirit wants for your life? What needs to shift? What needs to change? What mindset has to be taken and and totally transformed by the Holy Spirit? It's a question that I am asking and I ask it for myself. I don't like change. I'm not great with change. I I go with it, but there's often an internal thing that goes on inside of me that says, oh no, I've got to change. I'm liking the way it is. I like this comfortableness. I like sitting in this place. But the Holy Spirit will often come and He says, no, 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 I don't want you to be comfortable. I don't want you to sit in a place where it's just nice and cosy. I want you to stand up. I want you to be who I'm asking you to be. I want you to change your mindset and say, Holy Spirit, whatever it is you want from my life, I'll do it. Even if it feels uncomfortable. See, lifestyle choices. In Ephesians 5, 1 to 9, imitate God therefore in everything you do because you are His dear children. Live a life filled with love, flowing the Following the example of Christ, He loved us and offered Himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. 
let there be no sexual immorality, impurity or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk and coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey Him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good, right and true. Let us be the light of the world. Let us walk into a room. Let us show Jesus to everybody that sees us. Let 2024 be a year that changes to see the power and the Holy Spirit emanating out of us. I want to hear stories this year. I want to hear them from my own life. That when I walk into a supermarket, somebody comes up and says, I don't know what it is about you, but there's something, I can see it. You know, years ago, before COVID, we were going into the establishments, into the brothels to um, help the people that were in there. And when I walked in, one of the workers, I didn't say I was a Christian. None of us were going in proclaiming, hi, we're from um, the, we said we were from the church, but we didn't go in and say, if you're not following Jesus, you're going to go to hell or anything like that. But I walked in and I walked into this room And one of the workers turned to me and said, the minute you walked in the room, I knew there was something different. I could feel, I could feel the presence of God. And the reason that one said to me that was because they used to be in church. I didn't have to open my mouth. But I believe that as we enter the world and we cause the Holy Spirit to change some of our mindsets, we're going to see extraordinary things happen. I believe the youth ministry is going to explode without a, a... not because we haven't done anything right in the past. I think our youth has been extraordinary. I think our leaders have been extraordinary. I think Katie has done an exceptional job. But I really believe right now that the Holy Spirit wants to do something, break it open, cause it to be fresh, cause it to be new, cause there to be an influx of kids that don't know Jesus. But I believe it's going to happen because suddenly our youth have come to a realisation that things have had to change in their life to say, I surrender, I give my life 100% to Jesus. And as they give their life to 100% to Jesus, there is an overflow and an influx coming all over the place. But I also believe it's going to happen, not just in our youth, but in our church, that people are going to go, I was out in the street, I was in the shopping centre and I brought this person with me because they wanted to know Jesus. I went there and something happened and I prayed for them, they got healed and I brought them today. What needs to change in our lives that make us more excited about being a representative of Jesus Christ like never before? 
In Romans 8, 5, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. Come on, let's be ones that change our whole mindset and said, I just wanna please you, Holy Spirit. I just wanna walk in, a, in obedience to you. I wanna be who you want me to be. Katie, would you come please? Cupido, that is. <laughs> Unless you wanna play the piano, Katie. The enemy wants to keep you trapped in a mindset that says, this is who I am. I can't change, I am a worrier. That's just part of it. I can't let go of the way of thinking. They are all lies of the enemy because as we read earlier in Romans, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. What God wants to change is for you to allow Him to transform your thinking. The pattern of the world would say, you are not worthy. You can't change, you're not good enough. You have done this pattern for so long, it will never change. But God says, surrender and let me do it. The bonus of living a Spirit-led life and allowing the change. In Romans 8, 6, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Life and peace. Change happens by repetition, perspective and putting trust in God. Come on, what is it? Maybe you're perfect. Congratulations. I'm certainly not. I've been challenged from the start of the year. Ruth, what are you going to change in your life to be more effective? What are you going to do? Your life's not done. You're just beginning. Get up. What are you going to change? I've been challenged to change some mindsets. I've been challenged to change the way I think and to actually say, Holy Spirit, you're in control. I want you to be the one that leads my life. God wants us to do so much through Him. So as I've been speaking, and this is a shorter sermon today, what is it? stopping your commitment from Jesus? What stops you from coming into church on a regular basis? What stops you from bowing your knee before Him? What do you need to surrender today to say, Holy Spirit, you've got me. You've got every part of me. You can do whatever you want. right now I'd like you to bow your heads one of the meanings of change is substitute one thing for another what will you trade to Jesus this morning will you trade your weakness for strength will you trade your fear for peace anxiety for calm addiction for release to freedom this all happens by allowing today the Holy Spirit to change you. But remember, you can only change what you acknowledge needs to change. So right now, as you bowed your head, I want you to pray silently to the Lord. Show me, Holy Spirit, what needs to change in my life for me to be more effective for you this year.
what can you do through me? I want to dream again. I want to believe that you can use me. I want to see my loved ones come to know you, Lord, but I want it to be through me. Holy Spirit, we're in this room today with our heads bowed and our thoughts going to the areas where you want us to change. I pray right now, will you release the negativity? Will you release the addictions? Will you release the worry? Will you release the anxiety? Will you release those areas that need to be changed for freedom to come for us to be who you're calling us to be? And will you come and encounter us today afresh? For Lord, as we go into this year, we're believing that our church will be used by you in a powerful and a glory, glory, gloriful way. And that many people will come to know you because of a church that is about bow before you, surrender before you and says change what needs to change for I want to fall in love with you all over again in your name Amen Thanks for listening through this message recorded live at Resound Church in Melbourne You can find out more about who we are online including service times and our live streams. Have a great week and we'll catch you next time